0: So you've told me there's this thing, Octopolis and Octalantis. Never heard of it. It sounds awesome, but also kind of crazy. And I've been trying not to look it up.
1: Okay. To introduce it to you, Octopolis and Octalantis are two non-human settlements occupied by gloomy octopuses in Jervis Bay, which is on the south coast of New South Wales, which is in Australia. The first site named Octopolis by biologists <laughs> was founded in 2009, and Octopolis consists of a bed of shells in an ellipse shape two to three meters in diameter on its longest axis with a single piece of human detrius, believed to be scrap metal within the site. Octopuses build dens by burrowing into the shell bed. The shells appear to provide a much better building material for the octopuses than the fine sediment around the site and up to 14 octopuses have been seen at Octopolis at a single time. In 2016, a second settlement was found nearby named Octalantis, which includes no human-made objects and can house similar numbers of octopuses. And both sites are in the, ooh, Boudrye National Park. Uh, some media accounts have described these sites as octopus cities, in quotes, but researchers who have worked on the sites view this as a misleading analogy. So I was going to preface it all with it probably sounds more impressive than it actually is.
0: It definitely does.
1: But I will say it is very cool, and it's something I didn't know in terms of octopuses being able to create shelters.
0: I was expecting Triton to be mentioned here. It would have been interesting. So I've got, I have questions, obviously. Sure. Um, as one should. They said... They mentioned Founded for the Mm -hmm. first one. Did scientists create the first one? I believe they
1: discovered it. They did not build it. Okay. But an additional trivia fact, the Octopus's Garden, which is a 1969 Beatles song. Yeah. uh, I'd like to be. Yep. Ringo Starr wrote the song song after learning about how octopuses travel along the seabed, picking up stones and shiny objects with which to build gardens.
0: Yeah, so I didn't know they built their own places to live like that. Um, I think I remember seeing some studies saying that they could use tools, which is always an interesting thing. And I think they are near as... Measuring and rating and ranking intelligence is always a tricky thing, um, especially between species. But I think they're widely considered to be the smartest invertebrate and kind of an oddity in that they're a very strong evidence of intelligence outside of like the vertebrate side of things which kind of flew in the face of some assumptions that were made before we realized how smart they were. Sure. It used to be like oh, you can't be smart unless you have a spine, right? Um, and then it's like, wait a second, these things are incredibly smart. And not only that um, it used to be thought that intelligence was essentially paired with... Um, Social behavior, right? So in order to be an intelligent animal, you have to have a complex social Environment, there's still a correlation there obviously because we have one Species that really does a good job breaking that but all of that is to say they're stereotypically not um, Not social and not stereotypically uh, well known to be not social, you know So it is interesting to hear that they can stand to live that close together in a fairly dense population, you know? Although, I also wonder about the word gloomy. Like, why are they calling them gloomy? Oh, wait. <laughs> That's the name of an octopus species. Wow, we did a good job there.
1: Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I cognitively realized that as I was reading it, but yes. I did know that as a weird trivia fact. Because we're really bad at naming things is basically what it comes down to. Apparently. God. Um, the gloomy octopus. It's a common Sydney octopus.
0: Huh. Okay. Soapbox pet peeve here. Sure. Appear- apparently, lead researcher David Scheel from Alaska Pacific University mm-hmm. told Efrat Liv- Livni at courts. I'm reading an article from sciencealert.com. Mm hmm. These social behaviors are the product of natural selection and may be remarkably similar to vertebrate complex social behavior.
1: Read that for me again.
0: These behaviors are the product of natural selection and may be remarkably similar to vertebrate complex social behavior. Okay. I. It's not that I disagree with natural selection, because I definitely don't. I I'm just really feel cool. like that was an <laughs> unnecessary lead-in. Um,
1: like... How would you how would you phrase it?
0: Um, These social behaviors uh, appear to be remarkably similar to vertebrate social behaviors. Okay, like why lead into with that if you're not going to use it? That's all I'm saying. Because there are some people Um, who
1: don't believe in natural selection, and we need to hammer it every chance we get. No, that's not like that. You don't. (laughs) No, it's it's true, and I would say I would guess it was phrased that way because it's a habit of that particular individual to to lead in with a lot of observations about. Animals that way.
0: That's obnoxious. Um, but it, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Weird. I'm just gonna assume that that was taken out of like a thing he was saying.
1: Probably was. And
0: that it was relevant to whatever came before. Maybe
1: it's entirely maybe that's fair it. to assume that. It's neat. Um,
0: it, is. it is neat. The articles are. Oh, give me some hack. Raising my hackles a little bit. That's fair. I think a lot of the articles it.
1: probably run with the names too much as opposed to just admiring yeah. it for what it is, which is.
0: To add to the sense of lawlessness, the researchers also discovered the discarded shells of eaten prey scattered around the city. Yeah. Okay. That's. They're octopi.
1: It, it is, but if you didn't include that, would you click on it? Would anyone? No. Would it have populated to the top of your search results?
0: I would have clicked on it just for the name. Well, the name itself is
1: sensationalism. Because it's not really a city.
0: True. True. But I expect to click on a sensationalized title and then be directed to a super dry, only facts article.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that would do really well. I want the research the paper. Majority of That's world. what I want. Well, you have to pay for those, so. <laughs> Which. Don't tell me Don't why. Get me Don't get me
0: started. Don't get me. Not
1: only do you have to pay for it, the person who wrote it had to pay for you to see it.
0: Everyone has to pay for it except for the people. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Um, um, anyway,
1: moving off of you have that. You paid to get a. Pu- mm. The gloomy octopus is named as such, quoted by. Yeah, why is it? Uh, actually, let me get the full name. So hold on one second. I will cut that part out as soon as this loads. Come on. So according to Dr. George Ramos, who led the study as part of his IMAS, IMAS, PhD research, said, mm-hmm. and I quote, the octopus's real name is the common Sydney octopus, but it's known as the gloomy octopus because it appears to have a rather downcast expression, which I think is kind of fun. Because it definitely is just a bunch of scientists having mm. <laughs> a great time naming animals and I can't begrudge anyone that because I'm sure after hour upon hour of potentially mm. very boring uh, observation uh, being able to name something the gloomy octopus is probably something to bring a smile to your face or at least to bring a smile to my face <laughs> See the
0: thing <laughs> is the picture I'm looking at on the article it doesn't look that gloomy to me
1: Well that's just I a mean, happy it- gloomy octopus <laughs>
0: What was I thinking, but they're still pretty gloomy, gloomy as the uh subtitle, but they're <laughs> still pretty gloomy, God
1: <laughs> I mean I just I have to assume that's I mean it's also why we have things like the spiny lump sucker as an actual animal name. Say that what the, sp- spiny. the spiny lump sucker that's fun.
0: Um that's interesting though. Uh they fight pretty much constantly. The octopus? There are a lot of den evictions in these places, yeah. But I mean, they are still living in a confined area. They're sticking around, right? And so they mentioned in this other article from popside.com, even unfriendly interactions are still it's still social, still behavior, social behavior, right? right. And we assumed they were basically entirely antisocial, yeah. yeah. That's pretty
1: cool. I think it's like very intriguing.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, as smart as octopi are, if they learn how to work together, we could be in trouble.
1: We could be in very... I mean, that's that's not, true of many species.
0: Not, like, next year. Not next year or anything, but, I mean, give right. it 100 or I, was, I won't have to worry you know. about it, so what do I care?
1: <laughs> uh, kidding. Um... <laughs> yeah, if I learned nothing else, it's that both octopi and octopuses are acceptable, which I think growing up I was.
0: When you were growing up, that might have been true. Well, I would
1: say I don't know if I was being lied to or if that just was true at the time, but mm-hmm. I'm on board. Let's get let's get back to octopuses.
0: How long do they live? And are they allowed as pets?
1: Um. Roughly one to five years, according to the American Veterinary Medical Association. Do you just have that open? Do you not? Some species complete their life cycles in only six months, as according to Wikipedia. Holy crap. So, potentially they could be, but it feels like there'd be a lot of heartbreak, and also I think a lot of maintenance in terms of uh, tank size requirements, and just, yeah, general... Funeral cost? Six months
0: to five years. And what's interesting is they list that for both in the wild and in captivity. Yeah. Not... I mean, a lot of things live longer in captivity, right? So it's interesting. I don't know if that's an aquatic pet difference or if that is a cephalopod difference, you know? Ooh, here we are. Their generally short life expectancy is due to parity. What's that? Each individual mates once in their life and dies shortly after.
1: Still, the,
0: you'd think the ones that, again, never mated might live longer, like an agave.
1: Mm-hmm. or. I'll come back to that. A species is considered <laughs> semilperious if it is characterized <laughs> by a single reproductive episode before death. Yeah. So we are iteroparous as humans. Yep. Interesting. I'm sorry, agave? I think it's agave. Yeah.
0: Um,.
1: What about agave?
0: Uh, they live and they live and they live, and then they send up a, a center stalk to uh, create seeds and disperse them. And then, once that center stalk goes up, your plant is done for.
1: Yeah, nope, that's that seems fairly accurate. Depending on the species, a flowering agave stalk can reach heights up to forty feet, according to A to Z PlantLady
0: Some of them are pretty damn impressive. Uh, that Like the giant ones out in, I think, Africa.
1: Is there a way to control when it flowers? Or is it- uh, I was trying to remember
0: that. So I'm sure there must be, right? If you can keep it nutritionally in a place where, I mean, it's, I don't want to say the whole world is chemistry because that's an oversimplification, but it kind of is, right? Like there are chemical signals that I'm sure kick off the cascade of things that leads to a stock. I'm sure that there is a way to stop it. Do we know how? Uh, I don't know yet. Hmm.
1: Well, according to wildflower.org, someone asked basically, uh, I have an agave that's just starting its long flower stalk. Can I cut off the stock before it flowers to save the plant? And the answer is no. I've heard no. Cutting off the yeah. stock of buds before the agave blooms is not likely to save the plant. The reason century plants are called that is that it takes them up to 40 years to bloom. Not a century, though, uh, which is stated in the answer, not by me. (laughs) And the reason for that is that the agave is native to very dry and forbidding desert areas where water is scarce, the sun is unforgiving, and the soil is not much better. Every plant is driven by its own genetics to reproduce those genes. In order to do that, every plant must bloom and manufacture seeds. This takes up an enormous amount of energy. By the time you see the bloom stalk emerging, the plant is already on its way to dying.
0: So the question is, can you... Could you
1: cut it off? N- if, Well, not cut it off, but no. could you perform surgery and snip it out? That's what I was going to go with. What were you, Was that not where you were going? Because that's exactly... I want to plant surgery immediately.
0: You're you're saying you know that if when it produces a stalk, it's going to produce it from a certain part. Right. Can you just remove is it that possible part from the get-go? Yes. I don't know what that part is. If that part is I don't like either. directly coming out of the taproot, then definitely not. But if it's somewhere else, maybe. Um, I was thinking, can you just keep your plant deprived and unhappy Oh. to get a longer life. Wow, you know? this is
1: almost worse than plant surgery. You're like, plant torture. <laughs> if I no, keep it not, malnourished, not, it can never not, expend not enough torture, energy. Not torture, just deprivation and neglect. Uh, enough energy <laughs> to create yeah. that. Reproduction That's stock. All. Hmm. Interesting theory. I don't plan on testing either one of these because I don't think I'll ever own an agave plant. But very interesting. How does that relate to octopuses? Uh,
0: they produce oh. offspring once, right? Or attempt to produce offspring once
1: they, yeah,
0: as They're, the case may be.
1: And that then thus concludes our brief exploration of semelparous organisms.
0: Octopuses that reproduce enter into senescence. It is not a different life stage, but the precursor of their deaths. They lose appetite and behave erratically, endangering and damaging themselves after your octopus reproduces or attempts to reproduce, can you stick it on drugs to <laughs> <laughs> to make it so that doesn't happen like if that's how they kill themselves <laughs> afterwards, and it's not like uh not just their body failing on them. If it's, if it's a, like, dementia or something, then can you... I don't know. I wonder.
1: That's a good question. Um,
0: this, is, this would only be the latest uh, experiment in the long line of giving drugs to animals.
1: That's true. There is a long history of that. That deserves its own episode, actually. To contextualize that for everyone, senescence, the just biological definition according to Google, is the condition or process of deterioration with age... Now what I'm curious about is whether is it because they're reproducing or do they just age, reproduce and then begin senescence at essentially
0: like it they just happen to line up.
1: right. Do they happen to line up or is it specific or is their senescence activated or caused by reproduction?
0: This kind of implies to me that it's activated or caused by reproduction, which isn't crazy. I mean there are a lot of um, neuronal and hormonal cascades that happen after reproduction for like all across the animal kingdom um but man is that odd
1: senescent is a normal stage of an octopus's life cycle that often occurs before death some of the following symptoms typify it: lack of feeding retraction of skin around the eyes uncoordinated movements increased undirected activity and white unhealing lesions on the body
0: That's disturbing. Senescence
1: is not a disease or a result of a disease, although diseases can be a symptom of it. Both males and females go through a senescent stage before dying. The males after mating, the females after brooding eggs, and after the eggs hatch. There are many aspects of octopus senescence that have not yet been studied. Is one of those yet unstudied aspects whether or not it's a triggering phase? Because I really want to know. Okay,
0: so the abstract starts with that statement that most species of octopi, octopus, experience that extreme physical decline after reproduction um, and ends in eventual death. Um, Outward indicators are widely recognized, but very little is known about the physiological and neural changes that are associated with that. Um, So what they did was they measured changes in behavioral response to nociceptive stimuli pain across the lifespan of the giant pacific octopus um, specifically ones held in public aquariums post-euthanasia tissue was collected from several places and compared with uh, biopsies from healthy giant pacific octopi and it looks like the there were changes in responses to pain, um, and there were changes in cell density, specifically neural and epithelial cell density. Neural one makes sense. Those are the ones that will like feel pain and whatnot. And that could suggest, this is me going off, like away from their abstract now, if um, their peripheral nervous system, right? Like the sensory nerves are dying off and at a lower density, then maybe it's their entire brain, like all their nerves, dying off. Um, That could lead to some of the other erratic behavior things, like doing things for no reason.
1: That's fair, and certainly not for me, but for everyone else out there. The epithelial (laughs) means uh, relating to or denoting the thin tissue forming the outer layer of a body's surface and lining the elementary canal and other hollow structures.
0: Eh, Good enough. (laughs) Yeah, no. That, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so, going to go
1: with it. That's from the Oxford Dictionary, <laughs> by the way. So, I'm sure it is not all-encompassing, but just in case you need to use a compare and contrast yeah. to epithelial and neural. In captive environments,
0: <laughs> senescence may be extended longer than what may be typical in the wild, raising questions about the ethics of maintaining senescent animals oh. in research and public aquariums. Interesting. In I guess it can be extended longer because they're not going to be eaten by something because they do something stupid.
1: I don't know. Potentially, yeah.
0: Invertebrates are not protected by research animal welfare laws in the U.S. at the same level as vertebrates. Oh. But cephalopods are of increasing ethical concern.
1: Aha.
0: Uh-huh. Probably because.
1: Probably because we're realizing they're more intelligent than they used. We used to think they were.
0: Again, it's such a tricky thing to try and measure. It, um, it
1: is. It all is, to be fair. Though I
0: feel like octopi have done a great job of demonstrating <laughs> that they are.
1: Yeah, I would say there's been observations made that would indicate that they're definitely yeah. far more intelligent than we classified them as, you know, 50 years ago.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Um, I can't find anything about drugging octopi, which I'm a little un. I'm a little upset about. Why are you? Yeah. Do you have something to say?
1: why are you looking about drugging octopi
0: well i started by looking at octopus senescence biochemistry but that didn't get me anywhere Mm -hmm. um so i was hoping that i could stumble into it through this other dark dark alley
1: and instead you're just straight up filling your search history with (laughs) animal drugging and specifically cephalopod drugging which as we've learned is becoming an increasingly problematic so this will not Here's history a, will not look kindly upon you. It's all I have to say.
0: Wonders of Wildlife National Museum and Aquarium was clickbait. They have an article titled The Process of Senescence in Giant Pacific Octopuses and then they do not get into the process.
1: Who is the foremost cephalopod researcher in the world? Let's give geriatric them a geriatric
0: cephalopod researcher. Researcher of geriatric, research geriatric octopuses, just to be clear. I don't not, you don't want a geriatric researcher? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if they are, who cares? But <laughs> they want, probably like, are.
1: If they the world's <laughs> foremost, I would assume they have to be. Because that means they're old Fair. enough that problematic that. research wasn't a thing. So they've done all the studies.
0: Or old enough that they've just accrued that knowledge. They're the you equivalent know,
1: like, of a cephalopod Nazi.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Maybe. Um, but not necessarily. <sighs> well, I gotta say um a little disappointed about the research on octopi octopus octopuses, God,
1: octopi or octopuses are both acceptable
0: octopus species and their settlements, which I wish were bigger and slightly industrial um,
1: but who doesn't? if you came here to find <laughs> that there's an actual octopus atlantis with hundreds if not thousands of octopi and octopuses swarming In around India's. you're gonna be very disappointed mm. but if you just came here oh. to learn that octopuses are actually far more intelligent than we as a species you thought they were uh, i think you'd be pretty impressed now we get to so
0: disappointed so disappointed.
1: Mm. All right, how? And oh, now we need to record the intro. So it's probably just going to be me talking, but I'm trying to think of what to say. Oh, wait. i was thinking our podcast
0: in general is probably a place where we talk about um, it's a, uh, absolutely ridiculous things mm-hmm. with way too much uh, seriousness mm-hmm. or in way too serious a manner. And then maybe two serious things with maybe not enough seriousness, um, I don't know if that could be worked into an overarching general